and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. We've got an extended episode this week, so I'll keep things short. If you're enjoying our show, why not tell somebody else about it? The more, the merrier. As always, you can find us on social media. I won't go through all of the details. And as always, we would be ever so grateful for any ratings or reviews you could leave for us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. That's enough from me. Let us push on with episode 127 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, One Last Ziggurat. I am actually about 85% red cabbage at this point. Yes, there's a lot so. of red cabbage been eaten in the last few days. I it's had just, and there's so much more. Would you like some? I'm mostly, I'm mostly, a, I'm mostly ham and wine. No, we have a... Oh, you just, yeah. Ham, wine and potato. Oh. <laughs> I'm... Well, I went into Tesco's yesterday to get a pint of milk, and they were doing oh. turkeys for half price, so I'm oh, mostly yeah. turkey. Everybody thought there was going to be a turkey shortage. Turns out that yeah. there wasn't. It's not a turkey shortage with me. It was just me and my dad. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm going to do with it. I make turkey soup. That's what I have yeah, to do soup. for you. Turkey soup. Soup isn't food. Yeah, it's kind of soup is a drink. Turkey soup. Lovely. Turkey but soup. You need the bones and everything. I've only got a turkey no, no. crown. No, boil. Oh, yeah. That yeah. I'm currently wearing. <laughs> You're just dull. Well, it's only me and my dad, Paul. What's I going to do? Buy like a after five kilo freaking buzzard. I bought a turkey. <laughs> yeah, but that's you. You're like, yeah, I'll make a turkey soup and then I'll make you know, like Nigel, whatever he's called. That fucking annoying bastard. Nigel Slater. <laughs> Sorry. Nigel Slater. Who's what not, I like to do. He's not, a, he's not an annoying bastard. My garden is magical at this time of year. He's a very good man, actually. <laughs> is he? Well, yeah, he's annoying on television. No, it's very gentle. Not too much. It's very nice to watch. What I like to do. Oh, God. Of course, it's obviously not Christmas. Uh, happy. I uh, hope everybody's have, uh, um, going to have a lovely End Easter. of January. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah there we go. It's Christmas. Have a so romantic Valentine's Go to a restaurant it's with Christmas. blue side to the back Come of the on, It's Christmas. Uh, God, it's not Christmas. Christmas. Been and gone. It's in the rear view mirror. It's the 27th of December. It's not. It's not. It's the end of January sometime. Maybe it's the start the of February. Of, it's the, I think it's about the 8th or 9th of February. I'm, I'm it's guessing. the 27th of December. Stop deluding yourself. Uh, how's 2023 been for everybody uh, compared to 2022? Well, the first few weeks of it. Yeah, 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 I mean, all right. yeah. <laughs> yeah you know. This is a hostage to fortune, that sense. Yeah, let's just... Let's, maybe you could <laughs> have been called two answers massive to that question. Yeah, yeah. Massive disaster. Oh, poor readership <laughs> sitting in the smoking ruins of civilization. We've got no Johnny. Hey. Johnny has gone feral. In the Welsh hills. He's in Welsh wells. He's taken his gout with him. Mm. He's on a limping holiday. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I know he's your favourite. <laughs> Whereas my favourite is, of course, the golden furry Dan. And I'm here with... I've just realised that I've received $1.5 million. Have you? Oh, yeah, have you? Cho GM Ooh. Foundation. Lovely. I just, need to, oh, I just need to click this thing. Oh, yeah. To click, yeah. Oh, if it's that, awesome. Yeah. They make it so easy now. I know. Don't they? That's there's, the thing. There seems to be me and about 50 other people called Daniel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they obviously <laughs> must have a lot of money if they can afford to pay us all $1.5 million. It's International Daniel Day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I knew there was something. It is International Daniel Day. Excellent. I'm so... Uh, well, the jinks are on me, obviously. Do we want to do a recap? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think a recap. Remember what happened. Recap I'll do it. Quite useful. Parker's in the Paul's shit. Gonna <laughs> Paul's going to do it. Paul's going to do it. Paul's going to do it because he wasn't here. <laughs> well, it wasn't here. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I know what happened. Yeah. Johnny's not going to do it. We don't so. know. Dan Come can't on, remember. Let's get it over and done with. I can't Take remember. attack roller to advantage and let's see if... Parker. Parker has been 
grabbed by this tentacle for something like a hundred and what, like a hundred and five yeah, points of damage? Hundred and nine, I think it was. But that was literally before Christmas. So Lol. No clue. <laughs> and I love the way you that was only a few days ago. He is grappled and restrained. I think the tone here, Mike, should be more kind of contrite and like, I'm really worried about, I'm really sorry, rather than Uh, just uh, gleeful joy at the amount of pain that Lucas is about to suffer. (laughs) The loss of his 13th level character. Yes, keep keep talking, yeah. What else is going to happen? Well, he's going to leave the podcast (laughs) crying, Um, a broken man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like our, like our readers, that's a weekly experience for our readers. Weeping people <laughs> pulled up in car parks, broken individuals. It's not so bad, but we did interrupt the octoplant horror, is what we're calling it. Octoplant it is, horror. Mm. It is going to try and bite your head off. You are grappled and restrained. Really, all that's relevant is that its bite attack is going to be at advantage. Advantage. And, well, it's potentially quite nasty. <laughs> let's see if it hits you. Should we just kick off? Yeah, let's yeah. just do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Oh. First dice roll to 17. Oh. That hits armor class 25. Oh, dear. That's a hit. But let's just see, because you never know. Wah, 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 no. So, wah. it is just a standard hit. Well, it's not that bad, then. It's really not that bad. It's enough to kill I it. mean, it's not It's not it's, great. It, it's dead bad. Well, you're going to be on. Yeah, but you're not. No, no, no. You're only going to be on. My worry was that's not dead for massive damage. My worry was that I critical you. I don't know what your maximum hit points are. Were (laughs) used to be. Used to be when you used to have it. Well, with Ronnie's advantage, there was always a chance that we were going to be looking at something absolutely horrible. As it is, it's not so bad. It is, in fact. Here we go. Chompy, 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 chompy. That's the technical language they use. Thirty-four. I mean, nothing. Points of damage, but you therefore are on zero, and you are making death saves. Death saves. You are. The Boromir rule means that you can crawl and you can take simple actions. You can't attack. You can't make skill checks and all of that rubbish. That is the end of the round of the Octoplant Horror, and we move on on 18 to Sessions Eeper. Right, so is he still grappled and restrained? He's still grappled and restrained. He may or may not get an opportunity to free himself. But I can't, because I'm on death saving throws. But you can't, because you're on death saving throws. Yeah, yeah, you're not unconscious, action. but you're not able to write, precisely. You're hanging limply at the mercy of its giant maw. Okay, so I will fly on the sweet stake, up the corridor, up towards the ceiling, until that point at which I can see Parker. Which I right. guess is about halfway yes. up the corridor, yeah? His giant green form. His giant green form. And then I will cast heal on him. Oh, at range? Mm-hmm. It's got 60 foot range, so oh, I can do it from nice. where I am now. And he's now on 70 hit points. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you. Hell. <laughs> nice. Does it remove conditions? Uh, well, let's see. Um... It'll remove, it might remove poison or disease. Blindness, deafened, any disease effects. Yeah, all of those go. No. Okay, fine. Wow. And then I fly back to where I was. Seven zero. Seven zero. Seven. Wow. Zero. Obviously, on the way back, I take a bow and I retreat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Doesn't like to talk about it. On 15, it is Parker. You could use your action... Yes. To make 
a dexterity, acrobatics, or strength athletics check against a DC that I have here sealed in a special golden envelope. And if you make the DC, you're free. I will try and extricate myself and get the hell out of dodge to begin with. Which one are you going to pick? Uh, Acrobatics. And your total number is? Is it going to be? Oh, it's not enough. It's not the number I had in the envelope. I'm very sorry. Rolled onto the 17 and then tiptoed. That's it for you then, Parker. On 14. You might want to use your ought dice. Oh. Yes, now that's actually a good point. Otherwise it's just going to attack you. Yes, I think it is ought dice time. Pay attention, Bond. Oh, and it's... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, fine. And uh, you said... I'm afraid um, that that does not match the number I have (laughs) in the envelope. You're free, Parker. Free to do what you want. How far was it up the side of the wall again? It's about 40 feet up to the edge. So I will run down, back down the corridor, past Sandy. Is that you done? I think that's me done, yeah. It is a pilotless Uncle Buggy on... 14. Shall I roll a d4? Find out who's running Uncle Buggy? <laughs> I will roll a d4. Running around the table. Four. Paul. Oh no, really? Really. You have Uncle Buggy <laughs> at your beck and call. Ah, uh, my own personal shield. It's not a very big shield. If I hold him up. I think you should just... You know, do I you think m- of him more as the, a pencil gonk. Do you remember the room with the mind flare where yes. Buggy leapt off the edge? Yes. Yeah, Very that, heroic. I mean, that's obviously yeah, that's obviously that kind of charge down the corridor, <laughs> raging yeah. and leap onto the creature. There is precedent, right? So he can't complain. Yeah. He's done it before. Yeah, yeah right? I, think I think he, he might would run down the corridor, there. leap into the open air, onto the top of this thing, and start pummeling it. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, go on. Let's have a hero this is moment. So too. awful. Do we get some rolls out? Do we need to so fight this? Roll a critical hit on it. Didn't we find the thing that was hidden? Depends if we need to kill this thing or not. Well, that's what I was asking. I was about to fly up the tube to see what was upstairs. My pre-Christmas memory, it was so long ago, Christmas. My memory was two days ago. It is so long ago (laughs) that I can't remember, but I think that Sandy flew down, yes, and scooped the crystal out of the silt at the bottom of the pit, and Mm -hmm. then flew back. So Sandy has the crystal. Okay. So we don't actually need to... I, I cannot... As much as I would love to, I cannot put Bugger off in danger. It's just... He doesn't do ranged stuff, does he? I don't know his character sheet. I don't know anything about him. I have he leaps sheet. at things, he <laughs> rages and leaps at things through off or, ledges. That's what or he uses his other ability as the junior cleric. He is. He to can go around people. Uh, healing people. The oh, altar boy. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Parker, how many hit points did Somebody you have? commented about the altar boy remark on social media. Yeah, yeah. What did they say? Mm. Did they like it or basically, not? Basically, that's really, really funny. I was an altar boy. <laughs> <laughs> altar boy. <laughs> One of our American readers. Parker, Parker how many Parker hit points do you need? 70 hit points. Out of? Out of 87. Oh, you need a heal. No anybody anybody need healing? No. I didn't realise you only had 87 hit points. No, okay. Buggy's going to... Go and heal Parker. Do we going to go and prostrate himself in front of Parker? Say, right. Can I heal you, sir? No, do damage on it. I don't need any more heals. I don't. uh, I'm not going to put Bugger off in his way. Johnny would never forgive me. I think our chances of ever seeing Johnny again are about one in six, Paul. I've seen the footage from local news. It's not good. 
loads of people kind of hunting through the forest. <laughs> Helicopters. It's like when they think there's it's a like big cat on the loose on Dartmoor or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Attack it. I'm Attack not going, it. No, I'm not putting him in harm's way. Yeah, but that's End just... And unless that's I can just do a range thing. Makes the evening... And I don't want to do radio, isn't it? Do something. Attack I said it. I'm going to go and heal Parker. Unless no, somebody else wants to. Yeah, he does not. Oh, can attack he do... Um, I don't know what's going on. Can he do um, fairy fire? No. Fairy fire? Fairy fire? Is that You're obsessed with fairy fire. He can do like yeah, a no, spiritual weapon and he can do... I'll do a golden bolt then. Okay, so you can do guiding bolt at first level and you can do it at third level. Let's do it at third level. It's got 120 foot range. Yep. So you just need to get. But to he needs a line of effect. He just moves. He moves to the edge. Right? He just moves miles. Yeah, yeah and then moves he has miles. To, he moves, and then he needs to roll. It's plus six to hit. All right. There's technically there's a, no. We're not going to get into the problem. Plus twenty two. Hit on the octo plant horror. Right. So it does sixty six uh, radiant damage. Oh. Nineteen points of Nineteen radiant points damage. Points of radiant damage. Okay, thank you radiant. very and much. And then the next attack against it. It's an advantage. Avantage. And then he moves back. Um, oh, Aslan. It's your round. <laughs> Aslan. It's purple on 12. I'm glad you think of me lion. as some kind of god. It's not too yes. far from the truth, I think. Did I say that out loud? I'm going to do a synaptic static on it. Intelligence save DC 15, please. You're flying right up at the ceiling, right? I'm 30 foot up. I'm going to fly. Intelligence save. Do my spell. Intelligence save is not going to be good. It's a plant. I'm expecting it to not be too intelligent. It's not, it's not very intelligent. It's an octoplant. Okay, what was the DC? 15. <laughs> it's, not, it's not made that safe. <laughs> I, think, I think we can all agree. <laughs> it's not very intelligent. Right, so it takes no. 8d6. Ooh. Quite a damage. It's vulnerable to psychic damage. Answer. No. 24 points of psychic damage. And... It is now... Oh, minus a D6? Minus or a D6, is it? yeah. Muddled thoughts for one minute. During that time, it rolls a D6 and subtracts the number rolled from all its attack rolls and ability checks, as well as its constitution saving throws to maintain concentration. Target can make an intelligence saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. So it gets to save every round at the end of its turn. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. On 25. And then I'm flying up. It's Sandra. Sandra. <sighs> Baby, it's time for your turn. How long oh, is he's the sulking, tube, isn't he? brother? Fucking hell. Well, in the real world, mm. on the prime material plane, it's a 60-foot shaft. Yeah, and here? You don't know. Well, I'm 30 foot up, I think. Yeah, there's another 30 feet to get to the opening of the aperture. I'm flying up to the entrance of it. Yeah, uh, looking with yeah. your dark vision. It seems to be further than 60 feet. It seems to continue past the extent of your dark vision as you float at the base well, of the I'm shaft. Flying twenty up. foot up the shaft. There's definitely another twenty foot, so it's certainly eighty foot right. deep. Right. Tall. I don't know how we're gonna call it. It's much more rough and windy with bits of tree roots sticking out of packed earth and ribs of wood that seem to be supporting it. The shaft on the prime material plane looked like it was the result of some sort of cataclysmic event. This looks like it's a sort of burrowed affair. Yes, okay. Are you quite done It extends off into darkness. You can hear wails and screeches. Can I cast that spell through my metamagic rod? He says, realising that he's got a metamagic rod. You could have done. 
I don't know Still that we're going to room. be rewinding if you'd been any good. Yeah, if I'd been any good. But you rolled the dice. Yeah, I rolled the dice. And you'd rolled that dice. Once the dice are Yeah. Can't, because you could go back and... Anyway. If I could go back... If I could go so If I knew the words... <laughs> I would just... It's shit. Why would I know That's such, a, such an error. <laughs> If, if I, I could, could go, go back, back time, back. if I knew the words, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. would, I don't know. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my brain's fuzzled. It's, yeah, too, it's too near to Christmas. <laughs> Christmas yes, it 2023, it's, just... it's getting close. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone bought their presents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's push on. Let's draw a discreet veil over Burple's failure of a round. 24 points. Yes, I know, I know. What's Andy doing? Come on. Come on, Paul. Come on. Paul. Is he Paul? Roll to miss. Hitting arm class 18. You're at advantage. You're rolling at advantage. Ooh. I'll roll again then. <laughs> arm class 13. <laughs> you did roll to miss. Your arrow skitters off into the black goo. And then she will Don't move. Run back. Run back. Yeah. Run yeah, away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's the plant monster. This thing starts heaving. It's not insubstantial bulk towards you. Parker, you can hear a... And it's obviously slithered across the base of the thing and it seems to be ascending the side of the pit. It reaches out. I'm just going to check the tendril reach. Hmm. It's amazing how it's evolved to live both in water and on land, isn't it? Really stretching the use of the word evolved there, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I think, actually, it can't reach Parker with any of its tendrils. So that's the end of it, and it's sessions on 18. Ah. Sessions, you hear it ascending. I'm thinking maybe it's time to leave. Oh, now that we have the crystal. Well, we have the crystal... You're not certain that there is enough headroom or clearance in that corridor to emerge from it without passing through something that the tendrils could grab. Just doing, you're doing a quick bit of ready reckoning as you yeah, peer yeah. down the corridor. Well, I was thinking if I the guys jump into the bag of holding, we could dimension door somewhere safe. Back to the vortex, presumably. Vortex room. Can you dimension door across dimensions? Do we ever decide this? I think we is one of those things that we rather didn't want to get into. What I'm going to do, uh, Graham, is I'm going to refer to the rules. Good idea. Can I be a place you can see? Can we be a place you see one? Can we be a place you can see? Bring one object. You can also bring one willing creature to your size. One is carrying with D if you're ready Right. There's nothing that says that you can't. But on the other hand, surely not. Yeah. Simply because what is the point of any of the planar? spells if you can i would tend to agree yeah so i'm going to let the guys know that um if they jump into the bag of holding i will dimension door buggy back to the vortex then i'm going to right. cast the spell as a ready to action and at the end of everyone's go i'm going to dimension door to the vortex room with buggy so parker and Alessandra should have a round to get into the bag of holding if they wish how many people can you take with you one willing person plus the bag of holding. The bag of holding is four foot by four foot by four foot. Uh, so I visualize that, creature. if you will, it's the size of a tea chest or a packing crate. If you want to get Parker in there, Parker is big. Buggy is tiny. Well, Buggy but and I think Parker you might... in there. Yeah, but I could Possibly. be the willing person. Buggy and yeah. Alessandra in there. And, and Burple just needs to fly back Parker. around. Anyhow, 
I can only do one, and we have the bag of holding, and I don't think we should get trapped here. So that's what I'm going to do. Cool. There we go. So you that's shout it. out the instructions. I will take one ready? willing person plus the bag of holding, and I'm going to okay. do it at the end of the round. Holding the charge. Parker. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I... Sorry, Jesse. Yeah, I'm going to move into the corner. Right. So Parker's how deep. far up the wall is this thing now? If I was to go to the edge, would my reach... Right. Are you going to run to the edge? I mean, I suppose the other thing you could do is come into the room and shut the door. Without running up there and looking over the edge, the best that you could do would be to guesstimate how far up it has climbed. Okay, I'm just going to step up and hack at the tendrils then. First attack. Tendril away. Hitting armor class 25. Is a hit on the tendril. That's 21 points of damage. You destroy that tendril. Right. It recoils. Yeah. Is there another tendril? Yeah, in yeah, yeah. We can assume that there's another tendril for you to attack. Yeah. Okay. So second attack, 21. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 18 points of damage. It looks damaged, but still active. An 11 is going to be a miss. It's a miss. And a miss. fourth attack. Hello, oh, miss. miss. It also needs to make oh. a DC 14 constitution saving throw. It makes that save. Then, um, it's personal I will Parker now, isn't it? That's what's going on here. Yeah. And go and stand next to Sessions. Right. Go and hold Sessions' hand or whatever. Uncle Buggy on 14, being controlled in this instance by Graham. Ah, oh, very useful for Graham. Very useful for me. Phew. Yeah. So we can coordinate a bit more. Buggy obviously realizes he's small and can get back in the bag of holding, which is where he came into this dimension. Last time he dimensioned order, yep. he was in the bag of Got holding. It. Buggy jumps into the bag of holding. Next, yep. it's I wonder on 12. Oh, if when Buggy what? jumps into that, the bag of holding, probably... what happens with his part water? Oh. He's still concentrating on it, isn't he? Don't know, but he's in an extra dimensional <laughs> space, isn't he? Um, yeah. I don't know the answer to this question. Does anybody know the answer to this question? If you're banished to the ethereal plane, does a concentration that's a plane, that's spell... That's a plane change. That's different. Okay, but I was using it as a way into the argument. Mm-hmm. If you're banished to another plane, does that mean that you lose a spell? Is there anywhere that says that that happens? Let's have a look. Player's handbook. Some spells require you to maintain concentration. If you lose concentration, blah, the spell must be turned to the spell. The DM might also decide that certain environmental phenomena, such as a wave crashing over you while you're on a storm-tossed ship, require you to succeed on a DC 10 constitution saving throw. But I don't think that's relevant in this instance, right? Mm-hmm. I can't see why, therefore, it would end. There's nothing Excellent. here that says it would. It stays. In you jump. So presumably what yeah, he's going to scrunch, do is scrunch and make himself small. To create space. Already is small. Yeah. He's like three foot two. Exactly. Curls up into a teeny weeny weeny ball. Sandy on 25. Doesn't Burple get round? No, Mike told Can't me earlier. Not. Oh, sorry. Burple on 12. Sorry. <laughs> Cantankerous DM. He's like, oh, God, okay. Caught me out. You're going to have to spend... God, I don't know, I couldn't God. see it in the thing. I feel really bad as well since I admired Dan so much. So I'm... <laughs> well, it's my Leonine hair. I'm going to shout that I'm going to continue... Can I, I can't see any of it from where I am. Occasionally you might see a lashing tentacle part. Just a target. To target, yeah. Um, okay, no, don't worry. I'm going to shout down that I'm going to continue up the tube. If you right. don't hear from me, I may be in trouble. And I will fly up the tube. Everybody else, you hear... (laughs) 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 
You don't know what that was all about. Mm. Anything? Uh, nothing. It sort of corkscrews its way up for higher her? and higher. Right. I mean, it doesn't go into the equivalent of the upper... No, that was 60 foot tall, that So, uh, basically, I'm 120 foot up this tube. You start to reach branching passages. It feels like you're in a big rabbit burrow. So it feels like. It feels like you're in the lair of a giant shadow bunny. You start to go past little branching passageways, but it's clear which one is the main one. And if you keep going up the main one, maybe it's slightly a bit more constrictive, slightly a bit more narrow. The air starts to cool a little at the sounds of kind of distant wails and cries. Maybe it's a little bit louder. The sounds of wails and cries is a bit louder. There's the shadow realm, which is the shadow version of the real world, and it seems to border upon the realm of the Grey Woodsman. The further you disappear into the realm of the Grey Woodsman, there seems to be a point where you're no longer in the shadow version of the world that you left, but you're now in the... You feel like that's what's going on. Right. Not sure what to make of that, really. If you were hoping to find an upstairs, you haven't found one. Hmm. Does it feel like I'm going to find one if I keep going? He asks There's leadingly. no way that you would... Yeah, there's no way that you would know. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. The octoplant. Hold up. Do I Sandy. not get around? No. <laughs> okay, yeah, God. Sandy. God. Well, it's everybody's... God. Right. Why are you having round? Somebody else's round. She's Never mind. Take a shot. At a tendril. I'm plus 20. You hit the tendril. You decommissioned that tendril. You Excellent. Ow! From over the side of the precipice. There's not room in the old bag, is there? Yes, there is. Yeah, we've left space for you. I will go. You have to share it with Buggy. Oh, I'll hold my nose. Sessions ready to action. Right, so I take my real ready to action now, Mike. I toss the bag of holding straight into the maw of the great beast. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake! <laughs> take your golden coin up into the air. Whistle a merry job. Tune. Well done. Dimensions <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Finally. Finally rid of him. Park off of you go. Right. Okay, so you're all um you're you're heading back to where they're yeah. hoping that the vortex still is? It's still there. Excellent. There is the swirling vortex. We could Defoyer. Is the door shut? Open. So we could have the option of shutting the door and only opening it when Burple taps on it. Well, I might just dimension door back to... Yeah, exactly. You probably will. Well, something happens in the pit of horribleness. It is Sessions on 18. Where we are round to you again, Sessions. Oh, really? Excellent. Um, well, what do we want to do, guys? Do we want to go back? Do we... You're opening the bag of holding and shouting these questions <laughs> to the... Well, probably the first thing we'll do. Maybe we shake them out and then a quick discussion as to what we're doing. Why don't we drop out of round sequence or at least strict round sequence? And pick Purple up with dimension doors back to the rest of them. There we go. That's so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Do we think there's anything else we need to get here? No. We're done. But where's where's what's his face gone? Magger or what's his face? Johnny's in Wales. Oh, the bad guy. Or the six armed bad guy. Yeah. Where's he gone? Johnny may have slipped across the border into Herefordshire by now. That's what I'm thinking. Being chased. (laughs) Macar. (laughs) Macar. You don't know. You've not seen a real Makar since the event that we can just call Prismatic Gate, mm. right? Mm. There were some big creatures in the bottom of the Wormy Lake, weren't there? There were. You're not sure that you've heard any particular sign of them mm. since the initial detonation of the first crystal. Mm. To prod your memory, when Makar did appear and cast the Prismatic Spray on you all, he emerged 
from the pool. Yeah. He sort of slurped out of the worm mass. Well, that's kind of why I asked the question about yeah the pool. Yeah. Because it's really the only place we haven't been. Yeah. Not really surprising. <laughs> no, unsurprisingly, mm. since it's completely horrible. All of the worms that were making up the vast, wriggly surface were destroyed in that first detonation. Now, mm. it has been slightly restocked, like a Lord of the Manor restocking his trout lake. <laughs> There's some sort of awful liquid in there, which the worms seethe around on the surface of, and then unknown depths with potentially other things in it. I wonder if we do a, another discreate water or whatever the, yeah, yeah. that spell is, part water. Control water. Or detect yeah. magic. I think we want to go after Makar. There's, there's definitely some unfinished business here, isn't there? What do we come back to do? Well, we don't know. <laughs> we'll find out more stuff. Yeah, there's more to find out. When you were talking to Markush, Markush when yes. you returned, A, they'd found more stuff. They'd found clues, leads... Everything pointed towards this city on the northern shore of the Lake of the Cold Sky. Frostang, I saw the uh, yeah. map. Right. Well, that's that's metagaming. And then no, that's social media. That's Mastodon. I've tried to move our social media stuff over to Mastodon, but so far, frankly, there's it's nobody on there. It's been a bit of a mammoth undertaking. Oh, <laughs> oh that's <laughs> terrible. Just um, so Marcus's sense was that he thought that there was uh, there were secrets maybe still to be uncovered in the Ziggurat in Kuthmar. Mm. That's from your relating of the tale, it sounded like there was more to learn, but that he was not in a position to advise you as to whether or not Froshtang was your next thing to do or to go back to the Ziggurat, and you decided to go back to the Ziggurat. I think I've got that pretty much. Yes. That's pretty much how things panned out. Right. So. 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 I well, vote the, I, I think we go back. looking at each other. There's a <laughs> vortex of black energy. <laughs> There's a big... Between you. <laughs> the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every now and again, somebody looks at it, and you'll stand there, and you go... So... so <laughs> I think maybe you should commune with your god, Graham, for guidance on where we should go. But I think... I, I personally think it's going to be in the pool of the worms. I have Wall of Force, right? So I can block more things from falling through the pipe temporarily if we can clear the pool area we could try commune yeah then we get a minute yeah. to ask some questions takes a minute to cast so we just head back through well we could do i just don't know and we get three yes no questions well should we do that do you want to burn the spell if we spent 10 minutes or 11 minutes we could cast it as a ritual ah that's not a bad idea mm. well why don't we do that Okay, we can try and do that. Take a little rest. Cast it as a ritual. Yeah. Right, so we head back through. Yeah. Yep. We head out of the room and close the door in case some tentacles do emerge. Yeah. And then cast commune as a ritual. Okay. Yep. okay. Anyone got any better ideas? No, that's not a bad idea. No. While we're casting it, you know, lay out all the cards in a nice pattern. Right. Christmas cards are these, or yeah, no playing cards? Obviously, for a commune spell, okay. like a you know game Tarot of patience. Card. So you all jump through the vortex. Jumping through the vortex. Let's put you on another map. Well, I don't know any particular order. 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 But we'll just place you around the vortex in a sort of sprawl as you all emerge. Burple, you've got to see invisibility running. I do. Not. Yes. Well, Burple, that tells you something. Oh, does it? Finally, it's useful for something. Finally, Burple is useful It tells you, Burple, that 
standing in the corridor, clearly waiting for you to return, is your friend. Hey. And it says to you, Oh, God. Here we <laughs> go. It? Do it. No. Oh, God, he's you again. God, he's oh, back God. again. Why, why did you return? Uh, we're not entirely sure, but we feel we're, we're seeking knowledge. Lies elsewhere. What? What? What lies elsewhere? Destiny. 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 Thank you. <laughs> it appears. It de-invisibilizes itself as it announces itself to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Destiny. That's it. What do you want to do? Um, it's just standing there. Can we get it to repeat then? Kill it. Do you want to roll initiative? Maybe it knows something that would be useful to know before we kill it. Yes, maybe we should talk to it. No, I mean, that, we have, don't we have one of these gems? So we could, of course, wave the gem and threaten to drop it on the ground. It seems to not like that at all. Yes. Okay, so you having this conversation between yourselves mentally <laughs> at the speed of light, we're, we're flashing. Ah. We're using our special <laughs> hand signals. Yeah. Mind meld. Yeah. 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 I am going to say we seek knowledge. Of the whereabouts of the wizard Rabakapatas. Yes. Do you know him? No. Oh. <laughs> he looks blank at the Rabadabadas reference. Right. He was a great mage who we believe journeyed to the city. You must leave his place and fulfill your destiny in the wider world. What is right. our destiny? To bring that, the age of a <laughs> Keep no talking. Okay. It's um, not really what we wanted, our destiny. Do you to draw you a picture? It's <laughs> not what we had in mind. Yes. <laughs> because I have done. <laughs> Keep talking. It leaves that remark hanging because it has run out of uh, throat. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Hmm. Right. Uh, the best voice ever. I'm going to say, okay, old chap. <laughs> that uh, why is there a picture of us in the picture room? I created it, a celebration of the masters of destiny. <laughs> the masters of destiny, right? Well, that's very interesting. You must leave this place. Why? You are not welcome here. You must return to the world and enact your destiny. It starts to sort of float up into the air a bit in a sort of scary floaty way. And it starts to float away from you a bit. Floating north towards the chamber with the beep dobies. Okay. What do we think, guys? Have you shown it the crystal? No, I haven't got the... Who's got the crystal? Uh, Sandy's got... You've got the crystal. Sandy's got oh, the crystal. If, if, uh, Sandy's got the crystal. Sandy will wave the crystal at it. There you go. What do you think of that? It visibly recoils as you wave the crystal. Let's roll initiative. Let's roll initiative at this point. Oh. Let's clear the board. I'm a little magically depleted. I not really think this through. No. Well, we can... Um Maybe just push it away. Uh, what did Sandy get? Nine. Purple? Twenty-one. Uncle Buggy? Somebody running for Buggy? He gets ten. Okay, uh, Parker? Four. Four. <laughs> four. It doesn't really matter. This four. thing's got twenty-four, four. hasn't it? So it's going first. Yeah, Sessions got... Twenty-three. 
Wow, okay. We're off. It goes first. It ghosts away out of sight. It heads away from you into the one of the chambers of long sleep. Goes through the rotted bodies and away off to your right, and you can't see where it goes next. Sessions on twenty-three. What do we want to do? Are we going to chase it? Or yeah, um... let's, let's fight it. Come on, it's a bad guy. Let's fight it. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I will do aid. Aid for the ten bonus hit points to mm. Parker. Lovely. Buggy. No, Buggy's got hundreds. Sandy's another squishy, as far as I can see. I am very squishy. And I will do burp as well. So that's, that's temporary ten? hit points? Ten temporary hit points. Thank you very much. Uh, is that Excellent. it? Are you going to move as well? Uh, and then I'm going to, yeah, and I'm going to move the trolley. To yep. fly up and hide around the corner. How far are you flying? Oh, up towards the ceiling. Oh, I see. You're not flying up towards to try and find it. You're flying up. No, no. Lit- up, literally uh, up. Up and... Not, and up, not up the map as in north. No, no. Up, chasing up, up into the, the air and no, then no, up no, to no, the no. door. Yeah. On a 21, it's burbly hubbly so Burpaw will yes. fly up the corridor. Can they see him? No, you can't see him from there. No, if you fly up to the aperture leading into the first chamber of long sleep, he's not in that chamber and you can't see him from that angle as you look to your east. I mean, that's... That's that's as far as you can go and still do something else, right? That's as far as I can go and still do something else. Yes, that's correct. Do you want to do something else? Or yeah. What do you want to do? I will continue moving in that case. Can I see it from there? Yes. Where is it? As soon as you can look through the old aperture, you see it. It's in the middle, heading away from you, Mm. about a foot off the ground, ghosting along about halfway across the second chamber of long sleep. I'll say wait. Okay. Anything else? Well, that's all I can do, really, and then I'll move (laughs) to take cover around the corner. Tuck yourself around the corner of the cover. Fine. Yeah. Uncle Buggy on ten. Also, I have a question. Okay. Yep. Uncle Buggy on 10. Who's controlling Buggy? Running a D4. It is you, Graham. Okay. Uncle Buggy will run up the corridor. As far as he can. Yeah, so it's about here, I think. Great radio. Yep. He can get up to the point where he can see, see it. it. Yep. He can see Burple. Yep. Does he want to tuck himself in some cover? Yeah. And we move on to Alessandra on 9. Well, Alessandra is going to move, dash, and shoot. Hitting on plus 21. That is a hit. That is a hit. It's a veritable hit. Yes. Doing an enormous 14 points of damage. Well, I mean, you know, that is an actual blow that you've landed on this creature. It's marvellous. It is marvellous. It's quite a thing. Parker on four. Does it look perturbed by that? Does it look perturbed, Mike? Give me a an insight check. That's an insight of... 20. It looked alarmed as you appeared round the corner Alessandra and then when it was clear that you were going to shoot it with your longbow it looked actually relieved ah it's thinking crystal crystal yeah reaction to shout stop or I'll throw the crystal at you Parker on four Parker will move also up to yeah basically next to Sandy and then I will do a fist of unbroken air on it it must make a strength saving throw, DC 14. Oh, it fails. No, well, possibly fails again. Strength yeah. saving throw. There's a magical it's, effect. It, is, yeah. it chooses to make that save. <sighs> All right, well, that's me done then. That's you done. It says, 
Could you not leave me in peace? Because you're evil. Uh, it extends one of its six arms <sighs> at you. One arm is still holding the sort of weird crystalline sickle thing. It's not got a green crystalline rod on it. And it calls into being a cloud of horribleness on you all. Let's get a template. Let's get a template. Let's use it now. What? Let's take a template <laughs> and stick it on your characters. <laughs> there we are. The cloud of horribleness is not nice. First of all, you can't see anything. And so you don't know at that point what happens to it. Mm. And it is now the round of sessions on 23. Sessions, you heard a kind of <laughs> sound from around the corner to your north. Okay, I float round the corner. As you look north, you can see up this passageway about ooh, 40 feet. And then all you can see is dense, green, choking, horrible, foul, nasty gas. Then I will attempt to dispel it. Choose one creature, yeah. object, or magical effect within range, 120 foot, so I think that's yeah. in range. Any spell of third level or lower ends automatically. It won't be, yes. be fourth yes. level or higher, yeah? Yes, that's right. So you make an ability check using your spellcasting modifier Modif yep. for yep. 10 plus the spell's level. Off you go. Okay. 23. It's gone. Very nicely done, Sessions. You can see it again, chaps. It has moved away from you, though. It's made its way into the lobby, basically. It looks like it's sort of heading south towards the pool of worms. Purple on 21. Unless there's anything else from Sessions? I might advance a little bit further up the corridor to the junction Rolling of the... Rolling the trolley forward. Yeah, to about yeah. Purple the junction of the other passageway. Purple is going to move closer to it, but I'm not... Into the other chamber of long sleep. Yeah, the other heading chamber. Heading towards the head, lobby. Heading yeah, towards yeah. The lobby, which I think is within 30 feet of it. Yes. And I'm going to lightning it. I'm going to lightning it. With okay. my swords. Um, of Zosiel and the Kosiel. And the Kosiel. Yep. I'm banging them together, firing a lightning bolt, which does 66 lightning damage. What's the DC of the saving throw? Uh, hang on, that's, a, that's 10 plus... That's 18 save to half DC. Ooh, it's more of a okay. 14 it dexterity save. Yeah, it saves. Nine points. That's uh, this thing doesn't look like the most physically resilient creature you've ever encountered. I'm not saying that it's in trouble, but I'm saying that you've done 20 odd points of damage on it between you. Alessandra's bow shot, then your lightning. And it doesn't look like it's, <laughs> you know, Alessandra used the thing. Well, it's Uncle Buggy on 10 being run in this instance by Lucas on a jet plane everyone knows cheers chun do you think that Uncle Buggy should just engage yeah and attack it yeah I think that's what Uncle Buggy should do yeah so Uncle Buggy will move right up to it right up to it right up right up right up it right right up to it and Hit attack it. it right up right up right up right up <laughs> right up right up <laughs> Right up, it's not just running up. Right up. Okay, so right he's, up, he's attack right roll with there. the um, balls deep. <laughs> Flame tongue greatsword is plus seven. <laughs> right. <laughs> Twenty-three. That's a hit. That's a hundred percent a hit. Right. This thing is not really designed for this kind of encounter. 
it's like Jacob Rees-Mogg being attacked by a Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's 2d6 plus 3 That's plus 2d6 like fire. Oh, yes. 11, 14 points of damage. It looks pleasantly surprised. Now, Alessandra. Now, Alessandra on 9, what are you doing? Shall she just run up and smash the crystal at its feet? I feel like that's a waste <sighs> of the crystal at the moment. You could yeah, it with your... You get your sneak attack, don't you? Because he's... Yeah. I could take a shot. If you want me to take a shot, I'll take a shot. Take a shot. Right. Off you go. Right. Oh, right. Oh. I'm a class 16. Here's a miss. There you go, then. Uh. You want me to take a shot? I'll take you a shot. Running, don't you roll you an advantage use... because buggy's within five feet? No, it's not advantage. Or is there that sneak attack damage? That's sneak attack damage. Do you want to use your orc dice? Orc dice. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's then do. I'll use my orc dice. Please, Please make this. Yeah. Please make this. End. Brilliant. One plus 20. 20 is a hit. How much damage? Wow. 48 points of damage. Well, it's absolutely rocked back by that. But uh, not dead. Parker on... No, Parker on four. It's not got, like, 60 hit points. Unless I'm just going to move four. up a bit and hide around the corner. Parker will move to ten foot away from it. I will use Fangs of the Fire Snake. Hitting... Oh, it's a 20. Oh, it's a 20. Do you want to roll to see if that's a critical? It's free. I suppose it's no longer so. a gamble, Parker. It's free. Okay. It's completely free to it's you free. and your family. You've travelled to people today. So plus seven yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll deal you a critical card. Turn it over. What does it say? So it's blast of power, triple damage. Wowzers. So it's 21, 24 points of damage. The second attack. Oh, that doesn't look so good. 14. Is a miss. Hello, miss. Third attack. Oh, dear. Oh, for fuck's sake. Is a four. And the fourth attack. Oh, that's more like it. Here's a 22. That's a hit. Doing uh, only four points of damage. Only four. And it should also make a DC 14 constitution saving throw. Well, it makes sense. Oh. Oh, and then it's it on 24, unless there's anything else from Parker. No, that's good. It disappears. Mm. Oh, for dimension door. What is it? Make an arcana check. Anybody who's in a position to see that happen. 15. You think Nine. it might have been Dimension Door or something right. like it. I should have thrown the crystal. Although I'm not sure why we're mm. trying to kill this thing, apart from the fact that... Has it ever actually attacked us well, uh, first, before we attack it? Yeah, I think it attacked us first. Yeah, the prismatic spray, I think. Yeah. yeah. It went at us first, okay. Yeah. But then it seems to decide we were something to do with destiny, and it seems to have stopped initiating attacks. It's trying to tell us stuff that we refuse to listen to, and uh, well, it seems to think that we will bring about the age of worms. Yes, it's not ideal. No, but it's probably quite likely. Yeah, <laughs> you know, destiny is bound to happen. There's nothing we can do. Let us move on to sessions on twenty-three. Oh, still in round sequence. Uh, well, well, I want to know what you're doing immediately. Let's see whether or not you know. Well, I'm going to check behind me, looking back down that passageway and into that chamber. Nothing. Nothing. And down the... Down the lateral passage yeah. that leads back to the little spur of the Lake of Worms. Nothing either. Nothing. Nothing. And there's still worms rolling in. Well, I mean, you can only see the very tip of a little spur of the corner of the lake. And there you can see the occasional worm. If you fly around properly and mm -hmm. have a proper look, Sessions, then that might be different. But Yeah, why don't you do that, Sessions? <laughs> Silence. No, no, Tonight's beer, Paul. Oh, yes, Michael. Is Guinness West Indies Porter? Oh. Huh. Porter, sir? 
I felt like something a bit more sort of wintry and Christmassy. Uh, the only problem is okay. it's so strong Mike. that I can barely see the battle map. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to fly through the big chamber with the sea of worms up at yep. the ceiling all the way yes. around into the lobby. Yes. So that's like, I can to catch up with the others. So sort of linking up with the others going around the other way. way. And I'm going to have a look as I go particularly down. Uh, well, I'm going to have a look to see if I can see any sign of it. Give me a perception check. Just roll a regular. You're not at advantage. Uh, no. You don't notice anything. You think that the flow has um, slowed a little, but worms are still dropping from above into the pool, and the pool is now quite wormy. Mm. I reckon it's got a layer, that, un- a layer underneath. Other than that, you don't know. Yeah. Anything else? I say, the dessert uh, trolley? Yeah, didn't really see anything, but I'm not very good. Burple on 21. Okay. Are the doors to the Temple of the Fountain open? I can't remember how we left it, but let's just say they're open for the purposes of argument. And There's nothing to be seen down there. No. There. I, not from where you're standing, anyway. And again, you've got a narrow aperture view of that room, just yeah. to be crystal clear. You're looking down a 10-foot-wide corridor. You can see the fountain in the middle of the far wall. You can see a little bit of the far wall, but you can't see anything, obviously, other than that. I'm going to fly into that room. There's nothing in there. Okay. Um, and then back of... into the passageway that leads yeah, up to it. So you're sort of retreating really. back towards the lobby again. Is that it? Yeah. Buggy on 10, running out of round here. Buggy on 10. Who's controlling Buggy? Oh, it is Joy. I think, and Buggy therefore also thinks that this thing is in the Sea of Worms again. Buggy's going to go to the edge of the Sea of Worms. He's going to head south. Graham, does he have anything that would help him find out if it was in there? I don't know that he does, to be honest. Does he no longer have the what's-it spell? The what's Oh, the part water. He can't do that. Yeah, he's, he's run out I of think spell. He, I think he probably, he's only got I one think fourth, he burnt that before. fourth-level yeah. spell. <laughs> oh, dear. No, I don't think he's got anything else he can do. No, he's, he's got no spell slots. He's got nothing. He's got, he's nothing. got spell he's slots, but nothing that sounds particularly useful. No. He doesn't have locate so spells. Do? or He's going to stay where he is. He's going to do nothing. He's going to do nothing. He's going to do nothing. He's going no, to ready. No, no. He should go and have a look in the first room of whatever, in the, on, to the to the west. Part long the, sleep. The second room of long sleep, yeah. Okay. He'll... So he runs back the way you came, yeah. checking the rooms behind yeah. you to see if this thing has zapped its way into one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't. Yeah. It's in the That's picture crazy. room or heading towards it. That's my guess. It's where? So, Graham, where do you think it is? The picture room at the bottom. Do you? Ah. I think it's underneath the worms. No, it could be. Okay. Alessandra's going to fly over the Sea of Worms, see if she can spot any movement below, because she's got a really good uh, perception. Okay, so can you make a perception check at disadvantage, please? At disadvantage? At disadvantage. 20 and 24. 20. Alessandra, as you fly over the Sea of Worms, heading south, Mm -hmm. you think you can make out a shape... Yeah. In the water, it's very difficult, which is why it was at disadvantage and why the DC was high. Yeah. You're looking past the worms that are obscuring a lot of your view because they're floating on the surface and the water itself is kind of murky and green and horrid. Mm -hmm. But out in the centre of the lake, perhaps 10 to 15 feet below the surface, you think you can make out a shape suspended in the liquid. Maybe it is a shape with multiple arms. Maybe it's something that does resemble the creature. Yes. I will announce that. And? Well, you, you could drop your... Crystal, have you got, what, 
Yeah. I mean, I, smash the crystal, I could smash the. I could smash the crystal. If you does, anybody, does everybody want me to smash the crystal? I think we want to kill this guy. All right, I'll fly down to. Oh, there's a, a rocky escarpment. Are we agreed, though? I mean, yeah, yeah I'm I agreed. Think so. And I'll smash the crystal. You sure? Yeah. There is a detonation. A wave of energy bursts from the shattering crystal. It penetrates into the lake. It rolls like a tsunami across the surface of the water. It spreads out into the corridors and rebounds off the bulkhead walls behind Parker and everybody in those rooms to the north. The worms that are wiggling away on the surface of the lake are immediately destroyed by it. And the wave lights up the pool beneath you. There's a green radiance. You can see, sharp and clear to your vision, the silhouette of Makar floating there. And it is obvious that Makar, as the wave of energy runs over, is destroyed. And all of you are seized by a vision. Your surroundings melt away into darkness as the air fills with strange and frightening whispers. It sounds as if a hundred different voices speak in a hundred different languages. But an instant later, the voices have joined into one, and the language resolves into familiar words. These words speak of the prophecies of the Age of Worms. And as they speak, fragmented visions of the prophecies coming true manifest within your mind. Some are violent and horrific, some are familiar. Legions of worm-eaten dead rise from soggy graves. A hooded, one-eyed figure steals a brilliantly glowing crystal file. A tomb opens to reveal a fragment of the Rod of Seven Parts. The Totem of Storms is held aloft. A cackling man attaches a clawed and withered hand to the bleeding stump of his arm and the hand writhes into unholy life. Below a statue of Erisi Bearclaw, a company of adventurers step through a portal into the spaces between worlds. Sevriana Ouch Splinter drinks from a poison cup as a slender figure watches from the shadows. A rush of criminality flashes before you. You see blackmail, you see extortion, bribes passed and assassinations, all involving the powerful and the highborn. And in each case, the perpetrator bears a mark of a three-pointed flame on the inside of their wrist. As each of these scenes flashes by, they are accompanied by a crushing sense of certainty. These events have already come to pass. Yet finally, the whispering voices speak of two more prophecies, and these are accompanied by blackness. The voices speak a tripartite spirit once again becomes one, and at its advice are the mighty undone. And then, on the eve of the Age of Worms, a hero of dread shall gift a city to the dead. After this, there is only silence. It would seem that two prophecies are yet to be realised. Right. Didn't stand any of that, eh? And that city being Frostanger, I'm assuming. Even the star. Even star, you think? Mm-hmm. Why not Frostanger? I don't know. I think Frostanger is just where you go to find stuff out. Oh, okay. Have you read this adventure, Graham? No, but I'm guessing everything seems to centre around Even Star. He's paid somebody to read it for him. <laughs> <laughs> Graham doesn't read these things himself. Yeah, he he, he it, doesn't he touch them. Like... Graham doesn't touch the merchandise. <laughs> yeah. Did he say tripartite spirit something? What was that? Oh, 
you get to hear it once, and that's what well, you get to hear. Well, there were two, two. <clears throat> what were the two? One is the no, vision. no. So no, Cuthbert has killed, no. has killed. What's it and well, taken over? Has he? Uh, what do you want to do now? So all these worms are dead, right? So I could do a wall of force or detect magic. I can do control water, mm-hmm. by the way. Okay, so I can do a wall of force to stop more worms coming down. Uh, right, that's a concentration. Frank Guide Storyteller, the rate at which they're coming down now with all of the ones in the pool currently dead, it's not an issue. Okay, I'll do a detect magic. The crystalline sickle is magical. Okay. That drifts towards the bed of the little lake as this form of macar dissolves out into the water, just leaving a kind of trace like ink dropped in the, okay. in the fluid. You would have thought we'd have gone up a level. It's high time we went up a level. I reckon so. Mm-hmm. Can I fly out and retrieve it with um, Mage Hand? Of course. We're out of round sequence. Anything that's reasonable for you to do, you can do. Anything else magical? Nothing that you can detect from where you are. Okay, back into the room with the pictures to the south. Okay, well, there's one picture left, the picture of you. And is it magical? Well, take that picture. I don't think it is magical. Is there no. any way of detecting whether picture. there's any false floors or traps? doors or something at the bottom of this lake without actually going You could down exhaustively there. search the lake over a space of some time. Why don't we exhaustively search control the whole water place? To, yeah. Okay, how much time are you prepared to dedicate to searching the place? A day. Okay, you find nothing. Okay. Okay, so we head back to... Teleport out. You go back, back outside the... Yeah, outside the circle and then use the scroll. You teleport back. Yeah. Ah, you have returned, yes. Yes, uh, you, it is only. You haven't taken a long or a short rest. It's about fifteen minutes since you left. Uh, Twitch quick. Yes, <laughs> they're Done. all sitting around eating well, breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> and then we will uh, smoke some drugs, and then we will have sex uh, wearing our trainers only. Yes. What is what have you learned? What did you discover in the, the city of Kulus Well, we discovered two. We there, there are only two. two Prophecies unfulfilled. Yeah. Yes, uh, explain. We had another vision, and we'll tell him about yes, the vision. Yes. This is a pattern that you have experienced as you have unlocked the secrets of the city, yes? Yes, yes. this is true. Yes. We have. So tell me about the visions. Uh, we have a vision. That you we forget the vision. Some of these prophecies have come to pass. Some of these prophecies are yet to come to pass. Is this, is this what you are saying? Yes. 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 There are two yet to come to pass. Oh, interesting. Tell me about these prophecies. Well, there's an evil hero is going to do something. One of his wits jumps up, grabs his will dress, is going to gift a city to the dead. Sticks the end of the pen in its mouth where it's like Icor is coming out that uses ink, starts writing this down. It's like scribble, scribble, scribble. There's a hero, (laughs) yes, yes. Evil hero Um, of dread is going to to gift a city to the dead. I think that's... City to the dead. Oh, it rhymes. This is poetry. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. It is not very specific. True. No. This resonates, though, with the sense of a hero from the pit. Do you remember we discussed this? Yes. Was going to... Right. My feeling always was that you had somehow interrupted this process by interrupting the plot of Arachnion. Yes. yes. In the arena. But if this has not come to pass, does that mean that you have prevented it from coming to pass? Or maybe it is a different set of circumstances entirely? Very good question. What is your... What is the other prophecy? The other prophecy <laughs> is... There's a triparted spirit, something to do with a triparted spirit. Yeah, we is thought we... Something to do... Are you getting all of this? 
which is like reunited. Tripartite spirit. Yes. It's reunited. Yes. Something to do with the tripartite spirit. We thought we'd. Is this the Ebon Triad? We thought so, and we thought we'd disrupted that. Well, you have certainly disrupted their activities, but whether or not there is a secret that must lie in Froshtanger, yes? This is where Rabadabadash. This is where he identified that the Ebon Triad was originated, right? This is the birthplace of their movement. This would seem to be a direct connection of of concern. Yes. That Makar, who we we killed. Is this the Spellweaver you mentioned? Yes. Yes. He said that we would bring about the Age of Worms. Did he now? Yes. This is most interesting. So perhaps these unfulfilled prophecies, you play a part in them, yes? Mm, would seem that way. You must tread carefully. It is a danger, but it is also an opportunity. This is the way that I look at this, yes? Because yeah. you will be able to identify where you may interrupt. If you are necessary, and we do not wish these things to come to pass... You may have the opportunity to make sure these prophecies remain unfulfilled. Hmm. Mm. Excellent. You're skeptical. You must go to Froshtanger. Yes, we must. We will go to Froshtanger. But this first, we need to rest. Certainly, you must rest. You could rest on the voyage. I think I shall give you. Oh God, here we go. You must have the use of my. <laughs> you must have the use of my submersible. <laughs> it is important when you approach Frosh- okay. when you arrive in Froshtanger that you give the right impression. You must seem to be people of status. Do you understand me? Mm, vaguely, uh, your S's are well, a little just tricky. Just but a yeah, I think we've got the gist. If you were to arrive in the Crimson Spockocter, which is my uh, submersible, yes, they would know that you are yeah. associated with me, and you would seem to be people of importance and status. That is my view. Uh, why do you not uh, rest okay. a while? We'll do that. How long does it take? Well, it would take you about a day to travel across the Lake of the Cold Sky, yes. Okay. You could rest on the void, or you could rest before you depart. Maybe you should rest before you leave. Okay, we'll do that. You rest. They provide refreshments. Yeah. Can we you take, can take a, a long rest. rest? Hit the button. Hit the button. And they can identify whatever the item was we found. Yes. It's a spell-storing item. It acts right. as a sickle, and as such, it's a plus-two mm-hmm. melee weapon. It can store up to seven levels of spells, mm-hmm. and it currently contains one level of spell in it. You have to be holding it. You have to be holding it, yeah. And is it an attunement item? Yes. After a rest and a meal, and there's some just conversations with Elegos, where she reminds you of the things that she's learnt, there's the note that you have that tells you about the things that Rabadabadass thought were worth following up. Yeah, do you know him? No. No. Marcus reiterates that it, it's a difficult shitty, it's a dangerous shitty. Yes? Zich. Mm. Mm-hmm. The ruler of the city is uh, vain, ambitious, dangerous. You must be careful with Zich if you should encounter him. Uh, his status is everything in Froshtanger. Why is it most British at your disposal? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Bondi! Commander Bondi! Bondi appears looking cross. Uh, please <laughs> escort my uh, French here to the Crimson Spockokter. If you wish, you may travel with them. She says, I think it might be best if I was with them. It's a very expensive thing, Marcus. Yes, it may be best. Your experience of operating the submersibles controls. <laughs> <laughs> she walks you across one of the bridges, and one of the picture windows opens like a door. It's been an illusion. You go into a hangar, effectively. There's the drip of water. You can feel pressure as you walk out on a gantry 
there is this craft laid out before you. It looks like a giant mechanical version of one of those awfully ugly, very deep sea fish with a massive underbite. Do you know the kind mm-hmm. of thing I'm talking about? Yeah. Something out of Stingray. It's got the prong sticking out of its... Do fish have foreheads? I don't know. But anyway, whatever. It's got that prong sticking out with a kind of light on it. It's steampunk, right? And you are led on board by Bondi. She's like, mind your head. As you drop down, you go into a sort of conning tower and then down a companion ladder into the craft itself. Uh, Let me just put you on a new map. Very nice. Ooh. And she introduces you to the Crimson Spock Hockter. There are certain stations that require attention. She says, we can set off straight away. She starts walking around and starts turning taps and starts energizing stuff. She says, that's the hearth spirit. She points to a crucible in the center of the structure right. with pipes leading out of it. It's like a kind of constantly burning fire. It's like the pilot light of a boiler, only it's clearly massively magical. It looks like it's the heart of the entire construction. She points you to the controls at the front. She says, we've got a series of stations. We really ought to pick one each as we set off. Ooh, spaceship combat. The captain's chair, I think, should be mine. We need somebody to look after the hearth spirit. Maybe somebody who can imbue healing energy into the structure, should we need it. I don't actually anticipate that we'll be in any trouble, but just in case. Oh, yeah. What other... (laughs) Stations. We need somebody to man the orb of sight, which gives us an ability to detect creatures and other objects out in the lake as we travel. We have the orb of deception on the other side. She points to another desk at the front of the craft. We use that to hide ourselves and protect ourselves should we come under attack. We have a set of weapons on board just in case we get into any trouble. We have uh, torpedoes, each one of which bears a little miniature spirit that we draw from the hearth spirit and that pilots the little torpedoes against our enemies. Somebody needs to release them and also manage what we call the chomper, which is the giant jaws at the front that we can use if we should encounter something close up. Maybe Uncle Buggy should be the person to do that. And somebody should man the hell, give us a little bit more control if we ever need to. Does that sound something that we can all do? Sure. I'll man the uh, hearth spirit. Parker okay. buggy on the guns. I'll do the... Parker mans the guns. What skills do you need for the guns? Well, the guns is going to be a yeah. melee attack or a range attack, depending right. upon which kind of weapon you'll well, be using. So Parker, then, okay. presumably. I would man sight for now with buggy, because he can yeah. cast spells. I've got plus two dexterity. Plus three. Uh, you could discuss this as you set off. Marcus looks down through the hatchway just as it's closing. Good speed. Good luck in a Frostanger. Make sure to bring back information. And there's a clang, and the water level rises up past the portholes. You find that you're submerged. Great doors open at the base of Marcus's late bed lair. You emerge out into the dark of the lake. You think it's probably the best part of a 24-hour trip to Froshtango at the other side of the lake. You've only been traveling for a couple of hours before Uncle Buggy sees three signals moving rapidly towards you in a pat one to the right, one to the left, and one straight ahead, closing in as he looks at the orb of sight. And we will find out uh, what those signals represent. Are they friends or foes? Can Let Mike somehow cobble together a submarine combat system <laughs> <laughs> to admit that I've been struggling with? Now I've slightly boxed myself in by um, <laughs> explaining all these different things. When we pick things up next week.
Thanks, man. Cool. You finished book seven. Well done. Oh, that's it. Nice. And we, we go up a little blessing okay. of Ort. The Prince of Red Hand. No blessing of Ort. Oh. Sorry. The Billowing Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Spire of Long Shadows and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Spire of Long Shadows was written by Jesse Decker. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! What's going on, everybody? My name is Alex. And my name is Diana. And we are two-fifths of Critically Stupid, a comedy Dungeons & Dragons podcast with new episodes every Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If I had to pick, I'd probably say my favorite NPC in the show is Sean the Gorilla, uh, who I decided in the moment wears pants, a waistcoat, and uh, spectacles. Diana, who's your favorite NPC in the show? Uh, My favorite character is uh, Captain Davil Starsong because... In my head, y'all, he's fine AF and makes me feel a certain way. If you'd like to experience Diana red-faced and sweaty in real time, catch us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you enjoy that sweet, sweet content. You can catch updates on our Twitter, at CritStupid. Come watch me glisten. I love that this is going to be audio only, so listener, you're going to have to take my word on it. She's real good looking. (laughs) 